new on Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face -face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious Trans-Pacific stopover on Extremities Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Pamela Clark, and you're listening to Education in the News. Welcome back. i got a lot to share with you today, as usual, so let's get right on into it. The first uh, report that I have to share with you is from the Ohio Department of Education, um, and it's a press release from Charlotte McGuire, who used to be a radio host here at the New Heights Educational Group. I'll look up her show's uh, on radio.newheightseducation.org. This says, State Board of Education President Charlotte McGuire issues state statement on selection process for Superintendent of Public Instruction. Columbus, Ohio. This is from June 13. The Ohio Ethics Commission released a letter dated May 2nd to the Ohio Department of Education indicating the Ethics Commission sought additional information pertaining to the selection process of the superintendent of public instruction. On May 3rd, as asked by the Ethics Commission, state board members were made aware of the letter and complied with the request. As the Ethics Commission indicated the possibility of inquiry, the state board treated the letter as confidential. The state board completed its selection process and appointed Steve Dakin, state superintendent, by a vote of 14 to 4 on May 10th. At that time, the State Board determined that Mr. Dakin's leadership, experience, vision for the future, and commitment to student success were important to keep to keeping with the State's Board's priorities to support Ohio students, families, and school communities. The State Board of Education and Ohio Department of Education remain committed to supporting a transparent process with integrity. The department continues to move forward under the direction of interim superintendent of public instruction, Dr. Stephanie Siddons. I'm not really familiar with Steve Dakin, but um, I'll try to do some research on him. Um, I invite you to do some as well because I'm not sure what his vision for the future is, but um, just something to think about. Maybe you'd like to look into as well. Okay, um, the next story I have for, for you is from Middleweb on Smart Brief. 
And this was reported by WEWS-TV in Cleveland. Camp introduces girls to manufacturing careers. A camp for Ohio middle school girls is promoting career opportunities in manufacturing. The camp features hands-on projects and tours of area manufacturers conducted by female engineers and other role models. And K-12 Dive reports that GAO says that teachers say pandemic has taken toll on learning. More students began the 2020-2021 school year academically behind compared to the previous school years. According to data from a survey by the U.S. Government Accountability Office, the report, the final part of a series examining the pandemic's ed- effect on education, also found that 64% of teachers report having more students make less academic progress during the school year, with 45% saying at least half the students were lagging behind by the end of the school year. WSAW-TV in Walsall, Wisconsin reports that younger children may need more structure during summer. Younger children who are accustomed to the routine of school may struggle with the looser structure of summer and feel less listless and isolated, says Maggie Roca, certified advanced practice social worker. Experts say that a consistent sleep routine, regular meal times, and participation in a summer program can provide more structure. I have an opinion on this. I I do believe that um, students do need a downtime. So I don't think that every student would fit into this, you know, um, the, this issue that they're saying exists. So. I would say let your kids have a summer break, even if they are being homeschooled. But that doesn't mean that you don't do anything fun or educational. I mean, there's always reading programs at a local library. We have a reading program and student leadership council and um, student advisory group here at New Heights for children to participate in. But also there's 4-H and Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and um A lot of clubs that you could probably find, uh, even like um, Civil Air Patrol or, you know, visit some museums or whatever. I mean, you can still count those hours as part of your next school year, too, if you've ended. But, um, yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean you have to be lax, but I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Starfield, or Star Herald, excuse me, in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, reports that students create math activities for younger campers. Middle and high school students recently mentored elementary school students during the Bear Club Math Camp in Nebraska. During the three-day camp, the older students created engaging and active math activities and courage perseverance. And the daily interlake and that's three words, daily inter-I-N-T-E-R, Lake, reported, um, actually they're from uh, Kalispell, Montana, but they reported that Montana school installs murals celebrating inclusion. Kalispell Middle School's new hallway mural promoting inclusion was created 
by students with and without disabilities, says the special education teacher Liz Cummings. Students in Cummings' class researched murals and collaborated on the design with the help of a local artist. Then art students painted the design of two hundreds of tiles, which were then installed in a hallway near Cummings' classroom. Uh, this is from Tech and Learning, and it says how teachers can use Google Maps and lessons. Google Maps, primarily a navigation tool, has applications in teaching and learning as well, including to virtually explore historical, scientific, and natural monuments, museums, and other sites. Students also can use the tool to plan a trip, and teach. And teachers can use Google Maps to have students plan a visit to share with the class. Now, uh, New Heights Educational Group does um, use Google Maps in a lot of its lessons, and even to show students where specific places, maybe if they're learning Japanese, we use it to go to Japan virtually and show them. But these other suggestions are really good too, and it is really amazing technology what you can do with these maps now. Some repeats here. This is from ASCD Smart Brief. All right, uh, this was uh, covered by Chalkbeat, and the title is Students to Use Teacher Safe Space Air Idea in Classroom. A favorite, uh, a favorite part of a favorite class still resonates with Omar Lasoja. Lasojo, sorry, I know I butchered that, um, who writes in this commentary about the thought-provoking prompts posed by the teacher. Now on the road to becoming a classroom teacher, Lasojo describes the support and encouragement provided by the teacher, Andreas Diaz, in the classroom and during lunch period throughout the senior year. An open-door, safe-space policy that Lasojo hopes to provide when he has his own classroom. And I haven't heard of this one. It's um, the story is from Telecompetitor. Let me go to their site. You To find this, you would go to telecompetitor.com. So T-E-L-E-C-O-M-P. E-T-I-T-O-R.com. And it says FCC commits $244 million to third round of connectivity funding. It's putting the this money into an emergency connectivity fund. Um, funds third round of grants for schools, libraries, and consortia in six states will benefit. This was published on June 10th. Like I said, you can go on there. Um, this money will be usual, utilized in 2022-2023 school year by 259 schools, 24 libraries, and one consortia in California, Georgia, Michigan, Missouri, New York, and Virginia. And the program has a budget of $7.17 
the announcement today bringing the total commitment to $5.1 billion. So you, you, you can read all about that in the breakdown by going to the site. And they do have a search search feature, so you can just type in FCC announces 262M. It's all like in one space with like a dollar sign before that, obviously. So dollar sign 262M. Um, we'll probably share it on social media too. That's a pretty substantial thing to share. So you can also check um, newheightseducation.org. Um, social media accounts are on the bottom toolbar if you want to check it out. Okay, this story is from Chillicothe in Gazette, Ohio. And it says summer camp helps students build motor and social skills. Camp Explore gives students with disabilities a place to escape the summer heat while exploring sensory activities and working on crafts. The camp held at the Pioneer School in Chillicothe, Ohio, helps students build social and motor skills through daily learning activities themes such as dinosaurs and Vikings. That sounds cool. What do you think of that? The New York Times reports that Ohio eases training for teachers to carry guns in schools. Educators and other staff in Ohio will be able to carry a weapon into school with 24 hours of training, down from the previous requirement of more than 700 hours. Under legislation signed into law Monday by Governor Mike DeWine, DeWine, DeWine said the move, which maintains a requirement that the school board give consent, removes, removes hundreds of of hours of training unrelated to school activity or school safety, excuse me. But I want to say what I always say, hire veterans. I mean, it's great that if they want to carry to protect students, I mean, I have nothing against that. It is a good idea as long as they're well-trained and everything. So that's good that they're doing the 24 hours. And, um, yeah. All right. So this is from W. R-A-L-T-V in Raleigh, North Carolina. Several school districts in North Carolina are raising or considering raising school meal prices and increasing inflation. Staffing shortages and other challenges, the move comes as federal school meal waivers that allowed for free school meals for all students and higher reimbursement rates are set to expire this month. The Heckinger Report says it's exploring social economic factors and severe disabilities. A team of scholars from Penn State and University of California at Irvine agree or argue, excuse me, boy, I'm having a day today, argue that the incidence um, of more severe disabilities is much higher in impoverished populations in which healthcare and nutrition are typically lacking. While these researchers' interpretations of study data are under scrutiny for some, or from some, several experts... Imagine your new bathroom. 
a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly Scholar Newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. In special education, say the study highlights issues with special education systems that require action. Bear with me as I switch to the next article. This is from the uh, Department of Education. And uh, this is from actual our local paper here in town, Defiance Crescent News. It says, Central Local School Board welcomes new elementary principal. Central Local School Board of Education, Amy Hammer, assistant elementary principal for a three-year administrative contract during its meeting Monday evening. Hammer was resigning her assistant principal position in order to take up the unoccupied seat of elementary principal. The change will take effect on August 1st. Hammer will replace Sherry Brown, who stepped down in May. Toledo Blade reports that Toledo Manufacturing Camp revived after two-year hiatus. It's been three years since instructor Tom McCartney participated in Toledo Public Schools' first summer manufacturing camp and gave area middle school students one of their first introductions to computer-aided design software. It, it, however, didn't take that long to see the benefits of such experiences. Despite the pandemic putting the Manufacturing Camp Initiative on hold in 2020 and 2021, Mr. McCartney says his former summer school students returned to start high school where it teaches to continue learning from him. It was enough that he wanted to return to teach during the camp. Columbus Dispatch shares that Columbus chapter of After School All-Stars celebrates first year of mentorship program. Over the past nine months, 27 firefighters, police officers, and members of the Ohio State Highway Patrol have stepped up to act as mentors for kids in the Columbus chapter of After School All-Stars New Mentorship Program. For 22 years, the Columbus chapter of After School All-Stars has offered an after-school program for students. Last year, it expanded to introduce a new mentorship program. It connects children from structurally disadvantaged backgrounds with mentors who are first responders. 32 kids completed the program with mentors contacting mentees, I'm sorry, either virtually or in person, more than 400 times, including 188 in-person meetings. 
This is from Philanthropy News Digest. And it says, Bates College receives $5 million for international financial aid. The gift from alumni Jay Blair Frank and Tina with an E. Fishman Frank will provide need-based financial aid for international students who participate in the school's Davis United World College Scholarship Program. Permian Strategic Partnership generated $950 million in local support. The public-private coalition of 17 Permian Basin Energy Companies invested $34 million in education, $41 million to improve residents' access to health care, and $14.7 million to train and upskill the region's workforce. Malvern Prep receives $20 million from Halley Foundation. The largest gift in the history of the independent all-boys school will provide annual scholarships to 40 students, 32 in the upper school and 8 in the middle school, who otherwise would not be able to receive a Malvern Prep education. Okay, let me check our time. Yeah, we need to take a quick commercial break and we're going to be right back. Welcome back to Education in the News. I'm Pamela Clark, your host. You're listening to the New Heights Show on Education. We're going. I'm sharing news stories from across the country and the world. So let's get right back into it. Um, this is from the Washington Post, and it says summer school programs is affected by staffing shortages. Summer school programs are experiencing many of the issues that made the school year challenging, including a shortage of staff, says Dan Dominic, Executive Director of AASA, School Superintendents Association. Schools in some states report having to cancel or scale back summer programs due to shortages, including the Madison in Madison, Wisconsin, where the district's, quote, summer semester could not support the number of students who wanted to enroll. This is from Banger Daily News in Maine. Maine District to expand online learning options. Some students in Maine's school district performed better under remote instruction. So officials have launched a program to allow middle and high school students to take at least some classes via an online program. Officials say they are developing a template of the program, which is funded in part by a $250,000 grant that will be piloted next year in five nearby school districts. Chalkbeat in New York reports that enrollment declined linked to cuts to New York City schools. 
The New York City schools will receive less funding in the upcoming 2022-2023 school year. Under a $101 billion budget deal adopted by city leaders on Friday, Mayor Eric Adams did not describe the move as cuts to education, instead saying funding was adjusted because of a drop in student population. I'm sure they're seeing a lot of that. A lot of people have started to homeschool. It's more than doubled since the beginning of the pandemic and continues to grow. Okay, uh, CNN reports Moderna COVID-19 vaccine prompts immune response in kids. Documents posted by the FDA ahead of advisory committee meetings this week indicate Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine is safe for children ages 6 months to 17 years and the immune response generated among the pediatric recipients was similar to the response generated among the adults. The panel will consider whether to recommend emergency authorization of the vaccine for two pediatric age groups from six months to five years and six months to 17 years. Please do not participate in giving your children these vaccines. Please do not do that. I mean, I'm not a doctor, okay? But I've done enough research to know that these shots are not what they're saying they are. Please do not give them to children. Uh, the next news I have for you is from Smart Brief on EdTech. ABC News reports that tragedy shines light on school security tech. The school shooting in Evalde, Texas was puts what has put school security technology in the spotlight including a security app that may not have worked as intended during the incident as some push for more school security tech there appears to be little research on its effectiveness and some are concerned about this proportionally negative effect the tech ha- could have on students of color The Associated Press reports that a demand outspaces supply in cybersecurity. More cybersecurity courses and training programs are emerging amid a shortage of professionals in the field and enormous demand. The Metropolitan State University of Denver, for example, has a cybersecurity center to train students, but data shows the demand is outpacing supply. The ability of such programs to graduate enough students. Okay, sorry, just a moment. Lots of repeats. This is from Contemporary Pediatrics. And the title is FDA Begins Campaign Against E-Cigarette Use. The FDA has launched an e-cigarette prevention campaign targeted in Alaska Native and Native American youth at ages 12 to 17. The agency aims to educate the youth about the negative effects of using e-cigarettes and tobacco products by placing digital video advertisement on sites such as TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, and Switch. 
and it also will spread the message through radio, TV, and billboards. The uh, Fort Wayne Civic Theater, which is in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is not far from where we're at here in Defiance, Ohio, um, announces the 2021-2022 um, Anthony Award recipients. And they are a partner of ours, and I'm actually a civic theater coordinator, which is why I'm sharing this with you. Um, the uh, recipients include a Lifetime Achievement Award to Nan Durant, Anthony Award for Excellence in Technical Theater, Shauna Roberts, and Emma Humbarger. Outstanding Dance Performance by Mandy Kulkman as Featured Dancer in Susical. Gavin Drew in Forbidden Broadway. And Outstanding Juvenile Performance by Tegan Dostal as JoJo in Susical. Outstanding Ensemble Performance and Musical as Capri Parrish-Williams as Vibrita in Forum. And Daniel Meredith as Featured Dancer in Susical. Outstanding Supporting Performance in a Musical uh, as Jessica Butler Garrison in Forbidden Broadway and Todd Freimer as Hysterium and Forum. Outstanding Supporting Performance in Play goes to Emily Arata Grillo as Belinda Blair, Flava Brent in Noises Off, and Scott Hess as Timothy Allgood in Noises Off. The outstanding performance in a musical goes to Anya Smead as Alma Stossel in The Christmas Schoonover and A.J. Lorenzo as Cat in the Hat in Susical. And last but not least, outstanding lead performance in a play goes to Todd Freimer as narrator in Every Brilliant Thing. Congratulations to all of these wonderful actors and dancers and, and um uh, we always do enjoy going and visiting them for their plays. So congratulations from the New Heights Educational Group and the New Heights Show on Education. The next story I have for you is from ASCD K-12 Leadership's uh, Smart Brief. And the story was from Smart Brief on Education. It says, Educator, let's make all students feel like they belong. Educators should routinely assess students to ensure they feel cared about and have a sense of belonging at school. Just as educators evaluate students for academic deficits and create necessary solutions, educational consultant Jim Dillon writes in his this commentary that pinpointing students who feel disconnected and preventing their alienation can reduce acting out and set them up better for school, for success in school, Dillon asserts. District Administration reported this story, and the title is Politics, Pandemic Led to Leadership Drain. The pandemic and political divisiveness, I know I'm saying it wrong, have created a much larger than usual number of superintendent openings across the U.S., and school districts should contemplate grow your own programs to prevent leadership voids when a superintendent leaves, says Paul Gossman president of the Urban Superintendents Association of America 
and the next superintendent of Lincoln Public Schools in Nebraska. For example, Gossman says the USAA and the Western Kansas Leadership Academy. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly Scholar Newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. New on Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious trans-Pacific stopover on Extremities Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Academy had developed a year-long program to prepare school administrators for the top post. The 74 reports that culture change can create pathway for Latino teachers. Former teacher and Latinos for Education, President Daniel Velasco, explains why more Latinos aren't teachers and how education leaders should strive to change the culture that discourages potential Latino educators. More than 50% of the U.S. K-12 students are students of color, but fewer than 10% of teachers are Latino, Velasquez writes. And the Campus Safety Magazine uh, reported that resources to help U.S. schools develop campus safety. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency offers the research and leading practices based on K-12 security guide suite to help school leaders plan for or improve campus security. The suite explains the concepts of layers of physical security and the federal school safety clearinghouses schoolsafety.gov site offers additionally additional safety information. moment. I have some repeats here. This is from the Ohio Ed Updates again. Um, Cleveland.com reports that new Liberty Elementary School principal appointed in North Bridgeville. The North Bridgeville City Schools Board of Education appointed Amanda Zopotechny, a new principal of Liberty Elementary School on June 7th. So, Batechne will be replacing Mitch Heffron, who will move on to the North Ridgeville Academic Center as associate principal. Zapotechne spoke in an interview about her varied teaching history and the journey that brought her to North Ridgeville. You can look that up on cleveland.com. Akron Beacon Journal reports that Akron Robotics teams overcome COVID death of beloved coach to reach world championships. This year's graduating seniors are some of the last students taught and coached by Dan Spack, a beloved member of the Firestone community who died April 2020. Spack's 
death in the early weeks of the COVID-19 pandemic devastated the school and his students and left a gaping hole in the robotics program. He poured hundreds of hours into every year, always in the service of his students. There was death in the pandemic. The program chartered a path forward. This year, setting a school record for the most trophies won and sending three teams to the World Championships in May in May in Dallas. Toledo Blade reports that Ottawa Hill Teen wins anti-vaping video contest. Inside a vape hides a dangerous cocktail and an arm and armed with a glass jar, a camera and plethora of household chemicals. Ella Langen Durfer is revealing the true cost of vaping to teenagers across Ohio. Miss Langen Durfer, a 19-year-old Toledan native who graduated from Ohio Hills High School a year ago, has won a statewide video contest aimed at warning young people about health risk of vaporizer tobacco products and commonly known as vapes. This is from ASCD on Smart Brief. This is was the cut. The story was covered by Owensboro Times in Kentucky. A program preps Ken, Kentucky students for kindergarten. Educators in Owensboro, Kentucky, have created the OK Go program to better prepare area students for kindergarten, including students with disabilities. The program offers di digital and physical formats to help families of rising kindergartners prepare students with the skills they need to succeed in the coming school year. Education Week reports that there was an analysis, this pr uh, principal prep effort leads to change, is what it was titled. It says the Wallace Foundation's 50 million effort to overhaul principal preparation, which included participation from seven universities and more than two dozen districts in seven states, resulted in the incremental change according to analysis by Rand Corp. Rand found changes to curriculum and notably more school districts were involved in selection for principal preparation programs under the Wallace approach. WJXT-TV and WCWJ-TV in Jacksonville, Florida reports the Florida County ICE tax hikes to raise teacher salaries. The Nassau County School Board in Florida is hoping to increase property taxes so the county can increase teacher salaries, which are lower than 50 other districts in the state, to help attract and entertain skilled educators. The resolution approved by the board now goes to the county commission, which will determine whether to put the question on the ballot in November.
Bear with me for a moment. This is um, from Philanthropy News Digest. Smith Futures announces 2022 Science Fellows. The program, founded by former Google CEO Eric Smith and his wife, Wendy, will provide stipends of up to $200,000, individualized mentoring, and professional development for 29 early career scientists from around the world to pursue interdisciplinary scientific research. And Cummings Foundation awards $25 million to nonprofits from the Boston area. 100 organizations were granted were awarded grants of $100,000 to be dispersed over two to five years, while the remaining 40 will receive grants ranging from $200,000 to $500,000 over 10 years. And the Duke Endowment commits $7 million to Duke University Arts. The grants will enable the university to launch a conservatory exchange program this fall with the New England Conservancy and Curtis Institute as well as with the similar arts-focused institutions to create formative experience for Duke students majoring and deeply involved in the arts. Sorry. I'm looking. Okay. I have this um, article from Fee and written by Carrie McDonald. So you can go on fee.org, F-E-E. And it says, Welcome to America. How is one educational entrepreneur transforming refugee, refugee education? Students were bullied and made fun of because of their names or because of the fact that they don't know anything. It was just really hard to watch, says Muffley. She launched um, Fugees Academy to provide a better education for refugee and immigrant children. You can read the whole article about this by visiting, you know, like I said, fee.org and then looking up. Welcome to America, I would say, would be enough to find it. We will share it in our uh, magazine and, well, probably in our magazine. So just take a look at it. Um, might be in the July issue coming out pretty soon. Check our time here. Yep, it's time for another quick commercial break. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Right now, right you now, might be struggling might be through struggling your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. school. There, there might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Education Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Education Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Education educational resources to help reach Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. This is Education in the News, and I'm your host, Pamela Clark. So, um, the next bit of news I have for you is from Philanthropy News Digest. 
and it says the study shares donors' perspective on effective DEI on charitable giving. The study from the Better Business Bureau's Give.org found that two in five people would not donate to charities that tolerates discrimination. And I'm sorry. Okay, this was based on a survey of more than 2,100 adults in the United States and more than 1,000 adults in Canada. And it explored uh, whether don donors value diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, and charities, and whether DEI is a meaningful consideration in the giving process among the general public and different demographic groups. While nearly 41% said they will no longer donate to charities that supported that they supported in the past upon learning that the charity's culture tolerates discrimination against people served, 34% would no longer donate to charities using cultural, culturally insensitive images and language, and 17% would no longer donate upon learning the charity's board is not diverse. In addition, more than half, 54% of U.S. residents, or respondents, excuse me, U.S. respondents, said they assumed that having a diverse, equitable, and inclusive board and staff has a positive effect on how trustworthy the organization is. And nearly 20% of respondents said that the representation of race, and ethnicity, disability status, gender identity, sexual orientation, and religious identity and community served by a nonprofit was highly important in this giving decision, but between 25% and 30% attributed low importance to the same, or same question. Quote, a lot has been said about diversity, equity, and inclusion, but not from the perspective of the individual donors, said Give.org president and CEO H. Art Taylor. Another quote, our survey shows that most people assume a diverse, equitable, inclusive charity is more trustworthy, better able to serve its constituents, and incorporates broader perspectives. While each charity's DEI journey is complex and unique, the pursuit of diverse and equitable and inclusive charity is part of an organization's strategy to be ethical, effective, and trustworthy. Sorry. Okay, so um, Verizon partners on educational effort with time. Over the last decade, the Verizon Innovative Learning Initiative has directed nearly $1 billion in support of digital equity and inclusion within the education field for some of the most vulnerable populations across the country. And Central American Service Corps launched $50 million. The Central American Service Corps, known as CASC, is part of a public-private partnership aimed at providing young people in El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras with paid community service opportunities, mentorship, and a path to future employment.
bear with me for a moment. This is from Smart Brief on EdTech. And Smart Brief on Education reported the story. Smart Brief readers select top EdTech tools. Smart Brief on Thursday announces the winners of EdTech Readers' Choice Awards for 2022. Smart Brief readers selected their top education technology programs across several categories, with Renaissance and Clever taking top prizes. Smart Brief on Education also covered this story. It says, Insights on School Violence New Curriculum Initiative. Students and teachers share their experience in dealing with school violence in this roundup of education news from around the country. Also featured is an overview of new education network aimed at creating a culturally responsive cur curriculum that can be implemented across all states. Hmm. What do you think of that article? Chalkbeat and Education Week both reported Cardona, the time to invest in teachers is now. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona is in an address Thursday at Teacher Preparation Program Bank Street Graduate School of Education in New York City called for greater investments in teacher workforce. Cardona said that appreciation for teachers should be communicated through action, including um, at the local and state levels. And Tech and Learning reported that Zoom Calibration Tool has application in education. Zoom has released a new feature, a Zoom whiteboard, that could have applications in education. This article demonstrates how the tool can help support hybrid learning and group collaboration among the students. Good Morning America reported that parents sue Meta say, and say daughter was addicted to Instagram. Parents have filed a personal injury lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California against Meta, the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, alleging their 19-year-old daughter was harmed by using Instagram. In the lawsuit, the parents say their daughter, who began their Instagram at 11 years old, became addicted to um, platform and later developed an eating disorder and mental health challenges as a result. Smart Brief on Special Education and Owensboro Times Actually, this is a repeat, so I'm going to skip that one. Spectrum News in Louisville, Kentucky. Students with visual impairments dig clean artifacts. Students from a summer program at Kentucky School Board for the Blind are helping peers from the University of Louisville's Center for Archaeology and Cultural Heritage process artifacts found on the KSB campus site site of a seg segregated school for black students that was constructed in the 1880s, closed in the 1950s and later demolished. 
In May, students helped unearth and catalog artifacts and are now cleaning and processing the items, says graduate student Shaley Scott. And WZZM-TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan, reports that Christian school soccer team at Special Olympics. The unified soccer team at Holland Christian High School in Michigan is competing in the school and Special Olympics 2022 USA Games, which are underway in Orlando, Florida. The unified team, which includes student athletes with or and without intellectual disabilities, formed just last fall. Okay, I think I have some more repeats here. Yep. The conversation, uh, I haven't heard of this before, uh, reported that study explores um, improvements on ADHD medication for children. Recent research for Florida International University has called into question the effectiveness of ADHD medication to help students navigate to classroom environment. Students participating in the trial who received the placebo medication fared no better academically than those receiving the special education, writes researcher William Pelham, Jr. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of drugging students um, or giving them these medications. And I did have a child, well, both my kids had ADHD. Um, one was bipolar and uh, one had some autistic traits. But as a homeschooler, I had made that decision that I wasn't going to do that. Uh, I was just going to create like, um, an inclusive environment that, you know, that catered to them, like who they were as people and, um, and, and just figure it out. And we did that. So, all right. Um, the Daily Independent in Ashland, Kentucky reported that students build robotic arms during STEM camp. Middle school students in Ashland, Kentucky crafted hydraulic arms using cardboard and soda cans during a two-week STEM camp. Other camp activities included a visit to the Challenger Learning Center, says educator Tina Adams. The Topeka Capital Journal in Kansas reported this story, and it's titled, Teachers' TikTok Videos Share Lessons on Kansas History. An 8th grade social studies and video production teacher in Kansas has found a following on TikTok after posting videos to engage students in state history and social studies. Craig Westhoff's most, po most popular recent topic was a breakdown about the origins of county names in the state. Okay, this is from ASCD K-12's Leadership One Smart Brief. The 74 reports that idea school Schools founder tells method of students' success. 
Schools under the IDEA banner, Individuals Dedicated to Excellence and Achievement, show that the students from families with low incomes can rise to educators' expectations when lessons are rigorous and challenging. Thomas Turkelson, founder and CEO of Emeritus, Emeritus of IDEA Public Schools, explains the organization's efforts and how other schools can use the philosophy. WLWTTV in Cincinnati, Ohio, reports that an Ohio district delivers free summer meals via a truck. The Middletown City School District in Ohio is launching a new food truck called the Middle, or I'm sorry, Midi Mill Machine, M-I-D-D-I-E, to help students access free school lunches such as grilled cheese, chicken tenders, and nachos over the summer. The program supports about 100 students daily, but it is expected to expand. The Gazette and Cedar Rapids Marion, Iowa, reports that Iowa schools to raise meal prices as food costs increase. As the expiration date approaches for the USDA waivers allowing for school nutrition programs to serve free meals to all students, and increase reimbursement rates. Some schools in Iowa are boosting the cost of meals for the upcoming school year to keep up with rising food costs, higher staff wages, and supply chain issues. Quote, we would all love to have free meals for students, but if that doesn't happen, we'll take all the steps we can to remind families to apply for free and reduced meal program, says Allison Demery director of nutrition services uh, for the Iowa City Community School District. Ohio Ed Updates reports, Marietta Times reports that Marietta Focus Group's Open Dialogue over 70 individuals attended the first set of focus groups that were held in the Marietta High School cafeteria on Tuesday, designed to define the skills needed in Marietta City Schools next superintendent, according to a press release from Marietta City Schools. Terry Morgan, Ohio School Board Association consultant, conducted the discussion and the community identified effective communication, experience, and relationship building as key traits that the next superintendent should have in order to gain community trust, said the press release. An East Liverpool Review reported that Utica Shell receives RA Horn Award. Perseverance definitely paid off for Emily Galchik, a newly minted graduate of the Utica Shell Academy, who was among 16 students statewide recognized by the Ohio support team. Galchik of Salem won the SST Region F, or I'm sorry, Region 5RA Horn Award for showing tremendous academic growth. The award, which was established by the Ohio Department of Education in honor of the late Assistant Superintendent of Public Education, Meritus Dr. Raymond A. Horn, is given to one exemplary special education student from each of the Ohio 16 state support team regions.
Mount Vernon News reports that Knox County Career Center students earn a Microsoft certification. The Knox County Career Center, KCC, had 10 students who earned the Microsoft MTA and Office certifications. The 10 students are from the Computer Network Technology, known as CNT, program at KCCC. The MTA certification is for individuals intending to build a career in desktop infrastructure, server infrastructure, private cloud computing. Candidates that successfully pass this exam will have knowledge and fundamental Windows operating system concepts in a Windows 10 environment. The certification addresses a wide spectrum of fundamental technical concepts, assesses and validates core technical knowledge, and enhances technical credibility. We're almost out of time. I have one more story for you. This is from Toledo NBC 24. Springfield Local Schools launched a summer spark program to bolster child literacy. There were smiles, lots of sunshine, and a show and tell of books Thursday at the Springfield Local Schools Summer Spark Program. The program, which started this year, encourages reading by offering students new books every week to check out. At the weekly events, kids can grab new books, play games, and continue their education through the summer. After noticing the pandemic-impacted students, Academic Springfield Local Schools decided to use this program as a way to push kids to continue reading. At summer school, students can earn points for reading books. With more points, the students can earn prizes throughout the summer. Well, that comes to the end of today's show. I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, I want to remind you that we have our Civil Rights Show every Sunday, and it airs by 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then my show is Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we talk about different news stories across the U.S. and the world. So I hope you enjoyed the show. And until next time. We hope you enjoyed today's show. show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offers the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer.